Welcome back to the Better Boundaries podcast, hosted by Utahns for Responsive Government. I'm Kyle Fryant, Deputy Director of Better Boundaries, and I'm hosting today's episode. Today, I'm joined by Sylvia Catton, who is a member of the Mill Creek City Council, uh, amidst many other boards and engagements in Salt Lake County. We're excited to talk with Sylvia about her service in Mill Creek, as well as how redistricting has impacted her work as a local elected official. Sylvia, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for the invite. So I want to ask you, you know, there are a lot of positions in government, people, I mean, we're all following U.S. House representatives right now. Um, there's obviously governor, legislature. So out of all the positions, what really drew you to being involved in municipal government? And alongside uh, working in Mill Creek, could you tell our listeners uh, other work you do at the municipal level? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I've i been a longtime uh, community-involved person, as I like to officially call it. Um, I, I started at my our community council, the Mill Creek Community Council, when we were under under the county before we became an official city. Um, and I, I was on that for about five or six years. And then when we took it to a vote, whether we incorporate or not, um, I decided that was like a really good nexus to get more involved on like a more official um, playing field. And so I ran for office and I, and I won. It was, it was very exciting. Um, but I also felt like just that community council, um, the things I did on the community council were, were very helpful in running for office and having a broad understanding of how things work. So, um, yeah, um, right now I, I represent district one, which is the most Western part of Mill Creek. It touches the Jordan river and goes all the way to about St. Mark's hospital. Um, and it's kind of a wonky border but that gives you an idea. And then um, I'm all, I'm currently the chair of the Jordan River Commission. And then I'm also the chair of the South Salt Lake Valley Mosquito Abatement District. And then I also do some other work within Mill Creek that um, committees and help with like our promise program. That That's fantastic. And uh, many thanks to you for being willing to serve at the municipal level, um, where I think so much of this work happens, so much of the work that we see with our eyes as citizens, but that maybe we people don't know it's connected to work of a board or a city council. And so uh, with that in mind, what are your primary responsibilities as a member of the Mill Creek City Council? What are things that you think people should know about what their city council is doing? Yeah, um, that's a great question. You know, I I didn't realize before being being elected that most people don't really understand what the city officials do versus like the state and the congressional, you know, the congressionals may be a little bit more clear, but um, a lot of people ask me like, what is it that you actually do? You know, if I, if I could like condense it into one thing, um, obviously I make legislative decisions for the city, you know, ordinances, policy, things like that. Um, but really, I, I feel like my job is to just like listen, really. And that sounds kind of cheesy, but, you know, over the past seven years, that's primarily been the job that people expect from me is that to just listen to what they have to say. And then I take it back to my group of people, right? I take it back to the city. I take it back to the city council and the mayor. And I say, I'm hearing this, or somebody asked me about this, or somebody's complaining about this, or somebody has a serious concern. So, you know, just to listen to people and kind of, I'm the, I'm the messenger, I feel like, which, which I like. And 
So as a member of the city council, obviously you have interactions with other levels of government. Uh, So could you talk about during your service, what those interactions have looked like at the state legislative level and with members of Congress and their staffs? Yeah. um, So I, you know, we, I don't know if we're an anomaly, but in Mill Creek, and I like to call it uh, the Mill Creek way, if you will, but um, we, we have a really good relationship with our like state legislators. Um, we have quite a few um, just because we have a big spread out population, but you know, I feel like we always have very open lines of communication and we've ever to anytime there's an issue or a bill that's coming up that really affects our residents. Um, it's really easy for us to get in touch with our legislators and let them know. And the nice thing is that I think because of the relationships that we've built with like our state representatives, um, they'll listen to us. They really care about what the things that we're hearing and seeing. And um, it's nice to have that, that built up relationship. And I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why that is. I I do happen to think that we have some really great um, representatives and senators that represent us at a state level. So maybe that's part of it. Um, but I do also feel like because Mill Creek's such an interesting place, we're very we're very diverse. We have such a socio a very diverse socioeconomic um, population, as well as like ethnically, we're very diverse. We have a lot of refugees, um, and it, because of that, I feel like people just have this sense here that like you know we have so many interests that we have to represent, or like there are so many different people that live in Mill Creek that for some reason there's just like an open-mindedness that comes with that. And I think the people that are elected to represent this area and this city, I think that is definitely, it definitely shows in the people that are elected that they're just very open-minded. And maybe that's why the relationship between, um, you know, Mill Creek and the state is so good is because we just have some really great people um, who are representing us because of the boundaries that we have in Mill Creek for our congressional districts, um, it kind of forces us to have relationships with all of our congressional members. Um, and so far so good. And, and, and maybe I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, generally we have very good relationships with everybody, all the other elected officials, which, um, we're kind of proud of. We, we generally get along with everybody else. So you've kind of made reference to this uh, as as we've chatted, but I would love to take a step back and talk about Mill Creek as a community. I think a lot of people probably know that it's, uh, you know, a little south of Salt Lake City and, you know, northern Salt Lake County area. Uh, We probably heard it, know people who live there. But in terms of the history of Mill Creek and um, just the people of Mill Creek. Is there anything that you, our listeners should know about Mill Creek and uh, its people and its history? Yeah. Um, again, like I said, most people think of Mill Creek and they think of like East Mill Creek or Mount Olympus. They think of the very east side up against the mountain. And that that area has a very rich history and that a lot of people have lived there um, for a long, long time and settled, you know, way back 100 years ago. Um but what's really interesting about Mill Creek that I, I think is really interesting is, is we, again, like I mentioned, we're very diverse. We, we have a very big, long footprint. We go to the mountains all the way to the Jordan River. A lot of people don't realize that it's Mill Creek is so wide. Um, 
which gives us the benefit of having all sorts of different types of people and all sorts of different types of housing um, and socioeconomic levels within our city limits. Um, Mill Creek is kind of a post-war um, city. Most, most of the neighborhoods were established just after the war, and a lot of them look the same. A lot of them have that kind of unique um, charm, lots of ramblers, lots of kind of post-modern or mid-century modern um, charm to it. Um, and, you know, it, it draws, again, it draws people from like all walks of life. And, and just because I, I, where it is in the valley, it's in the middle of the valley, but, um, you know, we touch the biggest city, which is Salt Lake City. And then, you know, we're, we're sandwiched between Holiday and then we also touch Taylorsville and um, Murray. And so it just, it, the uniqueness of our city is just is um, it's very evident in the people who live here, and I know I don't I I think that a lot of people forget that or they don't simply don't know that Mill Creek is so diverse. Um, w- one other thing that I want to mention about Mill Creek residents is um, they're very very civically engaged, um, and that's really important only because when we have um elections people come out to vote um anytime there's any type of issue whether it's locally or at a state level or even at like a federal level people here have opinions and um they're they're definitely not afraid to get out and and make those opinions known which you know we're definitely not like a sleepy little suburb we're definitely pretty vibrant with a lot of people who want to be engaged in what's happening around them that's super great to hear. And I think that as we as we talk about our next topic, which is redistricting and what happened to Mill Creek, uh, I think it's very helpful for people to know that at the heart of all of this is communities that are being impacted by the decisions that are made by lawmakers when they redistrict communities. Um, and so we can talk all about the politics, but um, when it comes to Mill Creek specifically, there is a rich history, there is a group of civically minded people who are engaged with their neighbors and with their municipal leaders. And so we should not forget that when we have these discussions about redistricting. And to that point, uh, Mill Creek was kind of at the epicenter of congressional redistricting, despite having just over 60,000 residents, Mill Creek has been split into all four of Utah's congressional districts. And so I'm curious when you had, when you saw that proposal uh, by the legislature that split Mill Creek into four congressional districts, and if you had any initial reactions as uh, both a resident and as a community leader to what was happening to Mill Creek. Yeah, and um, that's a good question. So when I initially saw the maps or the proposed maps, I was, I was genuinely shocked. I, the, the first thing that came to mind was like, now, how does that make any sense? Um, and I, and I do realize that, you know, you have to draw a boundary line somewhere, right? And it just happens to be in Mill Creek, but it it was a little, it was a little shocking to just see that, you know, the city was, um, kind of thrown right, literally right in the middle and, and not only, um, divided two to separate ways, but four separate ways, um, and, you know, my biggest concern when I saw the maps and even even now is that it just it really creates a lot of confusion for people. Um, I'll give you an example. My, my mom lives about a block and a half away from me. Not far at all, like a five minute walk. And she's in a different congressional district than I am. Um, you know, and and 
I, it just seems weird that that's how it is. And again, I get, I understand that there has to be a boundary somewhere. Um, but when we talk about, um, you know, keeping communities of interest together and intact, I really, I feel like the way, the way the boundaries are, don't do that in a lot of ways. Um, I do, I do think I, I have a really interesting view now, initially, um, Again, initially I was very shocked, but now that things have settled a little bit, um, I can see pros and cons, whereas as before it was all cons and, and very confusing and, and a little bit um, unsettling. And one thing I you, you kind of made reference to this was by necessity, you and your council members and city employees now have to navigate not only you know, two senators and one congressional office or two congressional offices, but all four members of Congress, something that no other city in the state has to navigate. So uh, you touched on this a little bit, but could you talk a little bit more of this post redistricting period, how the city tries to be able to engage and keep offices engaged when you're dealing with all four members of Congress? Yeah, so um, again, we we do have relationships with all four offices, and I I, I will be completely transparent. Um, initially, it was like a little overwhelming because we, you know, it's just a lot to keep track of. However, um, th- and th- and this is, you know, I, I I'm speaking for myself. Th- this is my view on it now. Um, I do think that there is some benefit to Mill Creek in having four congressional rep- representatives. Um, only that, you know, if, if one's not listening to us, then we can bug three other ones. Um, and, and I say there are pros and cons and that's, that's probably the pro and that's, that's for Mill Creek. That's very unique to Mill Creek. Um, however, it is a little unsettling to me. Um, I, I think I tend to think of myself as a very objective person. Um, I'm, I'm very much the person on our council who um, advocates for like equality and, and equity and in all things, in all ordinances and in all policy that we um, set forth in our city. I, I really want things to be fair. And so when I look at it from that lens that Mill Creek has four congressional um, members that represent them, it's a little, again, it's, it's a benefit to Mill Creek and that's great. It really is. It's truly a benefit to us. However, I'm not sure that that's completely fair when we're talking about um, everybody else, when we're talking about all the other cities in this Valley or even all the cities in this state. Um, I, I, I tend to be very objective in, in how, um, policy gets made. And to me, I mean, if I were drawing the maps, if it were up to me, I wouldn't have done that only because it, it, it is unfair. You know, if we're, if we're, if we're giving one city lots of um, congressional representation, I think that, you know, each city would be, would, would use that differently. And, and for sure, Mill Creek uses that to its benefit just because, um, as a city leader, we, we have things that we want to get done and we have projects and, and economically we have things that we need help with from the government. And, and it's nice to have that, but I don't know that it's completely fair. Um, which again is, is a, 
it's a little unsettling to me. I, I'm not quite sure how to feel about it. And in addition to that, something you mentioned earlier that was really interesting to hear was kind of your neighbors in Mill Creek as well, who now, you know, rather than being able to kind of collectively organize around a candidate or a campaign and, you know, be, and you talk about that importance of civic engagement, I imagine that becomes a lot harder when you live a block and a half away from your, your mom and you, she's in a different congressional district. So could you talk about kind of your interactions with members of the community and how over the last couple of years, they just as civically minded people have engaged with the fact that they're in four different congressional districts? You know, again, one, one of the biggest things is that it's just very confusing. And I think that a lot of people don't pay attention. Um, they don't know, they don't know their congressional district, not, and not at a federal level and definitely not at like a state level. Um, and so, like you said, you know, rallying around one candidate can be really tricky because, um, I've had conversations with people in my district and they say, you know, who would I contact about this? And I would say, oh, that's, you know, that's a federal thing or that's a, that's a state thing. You have to contact this. And then I tell them one thing and I say, hold on, where do you live? And I have to, I have to actively look up where they live because I will get it wrong if I don't, right? I have to double check, which, which is my job. I get that. And, and that's not a big deal, but, um, it's, there is, there's more ease in just me saying, oh, you know, our representative, um, can do this. Or I, I have a contact at, at our representative's office. I also, I do also think that, um, when there are issues that arise for residents who would like help on a congressional level, um, it's easy to, to point them into the direction. But I also do feel like um, there can be a little bit of confusion in terms of like congressional offices where if they say, oh, you know, I, I live in Mill Creek and I'm in your district. I think that there could be a little bit of room for congressional members to um, simply say, oh, well, you have other representation. Can't you, you know, go bother them for whatever reason, even if even if the person lives in their district, in their proper district. Um, so, again, just confusion is hard. Um, and then communities of interest are really hard. Um, you know, right where the boundary is, right on 39th. There's, it's really interesting because it's a, it's a gigantic street. 39th is a huge street. Um, but, you know, there, the, the neighbors that live right to where like the four actual four corners are, um, they are, they belong together. They're a community of interest. And so to split them in four, essentially, is kind of mind numbing. It's like, why would we do that? Why wouldn't we just keep one city together and, you know, another city together. It just, I don't know. I feel like there's, there could have been a little bit more thought put into that. Yeah. I, I think that it's, uh, it's really important to hear these like on the grounds reporting because, you know, it's, we can philosophize about redistricting and uh, have knows that we, we do that very frequently at, at better boundaries and talking about different types of redistricting systems and redistricting outcomes and, things like that. But like at the heart of all of this is like, there are real people who are impacted by this just pervasive confusion, particularly in Mill Creek, which is kind of where all of this is kind of meeting. Um, so in addition to redistricting, however, we talk a lot about accountable and responsive government here at our organization. 
And, you know, we've talked about it at the legislative level, at the federal level, but I would love to um, just get your insights as a municipal elected official um, about how our listeners should engage with their municipal um, leaders and why they should engage with their municipal leaders. This is such an important question. So one of the things that um, well, I mentioned this earlier that a lot of, I realized that a lot of people coming into office, I realized a lot of people don't, um, really understand the role of like a municipal government. Um, and it does get frustrating sometimes to just have to explain to people like, oh, that's not our role. We, we don't, we don't have any say about immigration, like, sorry, you know, um, things like that. But, and that's not a big deal, but it, you know, the more you know about where you live and how it works, um, I think people are energized and more confident in their ability to navigate the systems around them. Um, and that's really important because I, I feel like when, when they are confident and empowered to do so, they take a little more pride in it. And again, that creates stronger neighborhoods. It creates stronger areas um, where people care about where they live. Now, there is already a lot of that in our city. Again, people are very civic minded here. Um, they like to be a part of everything that's going on. Um, but a lot of them don't understand that, you know, the city only has a limited ability to do certain things that affect them. Um, and the rest of what we can't do is put on the state, right? That's at a state level. And what the state can't do is usually on a federal level. There's just these different layers um, going on that people don't, don't truly understand. Um, I do think if they, I do think if people were involved a little bit more, um, they would understand the nuances of what can and can't be done and might be, um, again, empowered to go change things at a different level that would affect us for the better. Um, a lot of times if we tell people, oh, we can't, you know, I, I'm, tr I'm trying to think of a, even an example. Um, for example, like zoning, if we, we have no say, we have to accept this zone because that's what the state has laid out for us. Um, and we can only, we can only do certain things under these guidelines that the state and these laws that the state has set forth. Um, and people are really upset by that, right? But not a lot of them know that until it's too late for them to do anything about it. Um, so again, I think just generally it can, it empowers people. I think it creates better, better cities, better neighborhoods, um, better drivers for economic, um, better economic outcomes. Well, that's super helpful to know. And I think uh, we really encourage our listeners to, when the legislative session starts in January, obviously be engaged with your legislator. Obviously, as things come up on the federal level, be engaged with your, your senators and with your member of Congress. But don't forget to be engaged with your municipal leaders. Um, I know based on what we've talked about, Sylvia, that you're, uh, you seem, you're there to listen. Your job is to carry concerns to the city council and the city and to get things done. And so much of the work we see, whether it's zoning or construction on a lot of our roads or um, things like that, go back to the municipal level. And so don't forget your municipal leaders. And uh, in, in all of this, um, I, obviously encourage all of our residents to go visit Mill Creek because you it's a vibrant community that is full of 
some really cool places. And so I want to end here. Where are your top places to eat, to recreate? Where, if someone's visiting Mill Creek, where would you tell them to go? Okay. So um, one of the things that we've been working on um, since I've been on the council, which is the entirety of our city's history, it's seven year, almost seven years, um, we've been working on our city center, which is right near Brickyard. So it's right on 33rd and about Highland Drive. Um, and we're, we're just about to break. Well, we already broke ground. We're about to break ground on phase two. We're almost done with phase one, which means we're moving. We're literally moving in this week and next week. Um, and if you haven't visited our city center, so we, it's called Mill Creek Common and we have roller skating in the summer, ice skating in the winter. Um, we have a little pizza restaurant. We're going to open a public market right under our city hall, um, on the ground floor of our city hall. Um, that will have some community space. We have normal ice cream truck right there. Um, we have a little splash pad. It's very, very, it's gained a lot of popularity since we opened last year. Um, and we're extremely proud of it. Um, it's this just a little city center in our, you know, quaint old Mill Creek. Um, and it's providing a lot of fun for residents. But other than that, you know, we, I mean, we have, if you want Mexican food, go to Maria's. Um, if you want Thai food, there's a little tiny to-go place called Thai, Chayo Thai to-go um, that I love. There, We have great, I mean, we have everything here. If you, whatever you want, we probably have it. There's a lot of restaurants here. Um, and then always, you know, Tres Hombres is, and that's right by the common. So, but anyway, if you're new to Mill Creek, if you've never been here, Google Mill Creek Common. That's where all the, the vibrant life is happening right now. And that's where it's at. And as someone who has visited several times, highly agree with that endorsement. And Sylvia, thank you again so much for joining us. And for our listeners, Sylvia will continue her service on the Mill Creek City Council, having recently been elected by acclamation. And so uh, if you're in Mill Creek and in Sylvia's district, uh, make sure to contact her with any other questions. Sylvia, thank you so much for joining and for lending your insights as an elected official and as a Mill Creek resident to redistricting and just government responsiveness generally. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm.